like html tumblr in middle school or something myspace okay so you're just like blogging you're coding your blog ah that's so cool yeah yeah. um so it's like so i have this like love for like early like 2000s web development and like i don't know i think and you could i think i feel like you can kind of see it in my website because it's really straight up and down it's like pretty straightforward just like here's the text here's sometimes i'll bury like like the little overlays and when you like hover over stuff little details like that but it's so simple and i kind of prefer it because i think there's like a lot of web development now all, all my like i'm on a really old laptop i was on a really old phone for a while i just got a new phone but um it like sucks when you go to a website and it's like so bogged down with all these like features that it like runs like like my website is under a megabyte with all of the images and all of the like the entire website probably because um, you compressed everything right yeah, it's like all gifts and like it's like it's it's for real, just like a '90s, like early 2000s website. It's, it's, it's such a cool site. Thanks. Everybody's yeah. so focused on uh, you know Web 3.0. You're focused more on like Web 0.5. Yeah, <laughs> no, it did ask for real. I think I think there's like a kind of a beauty in like just like the web because it's. I also love it because it's like it's. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to update because I have to handwrite all of the code. Like it's I'm every there's no like backend. It's every web page is just like open up the html and write it in but yeah um there's kind of a beauty in it though because it's like every single web page i can do whatever the fuck i want on it. Mm-hmm. like i'm not like adhered to any like i want to put a photo over here if i want to do this i can just like put it, put it there. Yeah. and then if you want to sell your beat kits you use like a third party and then embed it it's such a good website i'm just gonna keep geeking about this if i don't no, I appreciate it. that's cool I, that makes me feel good people i feel like people sleep on my website so i appreciate <laughs> you oh no it's great Anyway, we are Deep Dark Tunnel episode. I literally don't know at this point because we do. I think so- we're episode like six or five in season two. Okay, yeah. six in season six, two. Six or five, yeah. I'm Molly. I'm Sage, and we're here today with rapper, producer, sound designer, website designer, all around fun guy, Gardner. Gardner, yes, William Crooks. How you doing today? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I hope you all are. Doing good. Doing good. Very excited about today's episode. He said, like, I'm not a rapper. I'm a botanist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what that means. It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I'll be saying that I have a lot of demos where, like, I really send home. And like, I don't rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I plant asparagus. Last summer, you got the opportunity to play Lollapalooza with Underscores and some other fellow collaborators. How was that? How was that whole experience for you? It was a dream. Uh, uh, Lollapalooza was like, I, know, I still like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was a dream. Um, Underscores is a, a, I'm a big fan of hers. And it, it was just like, it's great. I really can't, can't, that moment was, 
incredible. I fucked my lyrics up too, <laughs> which was sick. <laughs> what did you say? Um, I just like missed a bar on like the middle of my drive. I got like confused. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's intense, and we didn't get the sound check or nothing, so it was just like, and it's only one song, so it's like. Obviously, with, with, with underscores, like, she can go up there and, like, if she's trying to get, like, her footing, she can, like, go through a song and then she's like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it and, like, keep doing the set. But it's like, I'm a feature song, so it's like, I go out there and then it's like, I'm just on that stage. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a minute to, like, you just have to do the performance. And um, it was just, like, so much. And I was just like, I was like, holy shit. But it was crazy. It was a dream. It was really, like... I just said I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> I swore like three it's times. Okay. I'm gonna, gonna put. Oh, I'll put geez. sunny, funny uh, sound effects over everything. No, would you please cartoon sound effects and all that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a funk and great time. <laughs> I would love it if you did that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. I guess like while I'm looking for my questions, I want to answer a uh, question, a not serious question. If you're an early bird. Then what do you eat in the morning for your breakfast? Yeah, give us the um, breakfast rundown. What is your worm? It, it fluctuates uh, depending on just like how I'm feeling or depending on like, um, like I'm an early bird, but I'm also like late night snacker. So depending on like how much I eat the night before really determines like my breakfast. Like I didn't have a late night snack last night, did I? A little bit, but not like, like the other night I got drunk and ate like a, bagel pizza at like two in the morning and that my breakfast <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god that's so different last so this morning i had a, a, a like i think my classic is like egg egg cheese like english muffin mm-hmm. um i'll do like yogurt and granola and like some fruit sometimes just like i'll make a, when i was when i was gardening my favorite breakfast um because obviously it's like you're up that early it's like you just you're basically just going right to the garden from out of bed and um, so I'd make these like sourdough ginger muffins with like nuts and bananas and it's just like this so I could just freeze them and microwave them and I eat also I cook I bake so it's like all sorts of different stuff a lot of gut health Eggs a, lot like, of, a lot of good probiotics and antibiotics I'm trying yeah. are you vegetarian no god no oh, okay and that's not that's not like a it's just I I, I I think it would be very I'm, I'm currently on a weight gain journey I'm like underweight mm-hmm. and I'm trying to gain weight and it would be really hard for me put on weight I think without um, it can be done but it's groceries cost like a million dollars right now so yeah yeah I wanted to ask and so you came out with a see you next year that was your most recent drop on Bandcamp Mm -hmm. that was so great but I wanted to ask you how do you do the you know like the super distortion clipping like when it comes to your voice Yeah, we got a few um, clipping questions to, coming down the line. Yeah, so. that's great. I, I I love. I have to. At, people ask this. I feel like I answer this on Twitter like every two weeks, and it's fine. Like I, everybody. Oh. Always, <laughs> I, no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. No, no. It's it's that's not a, a knock on your research. It's just like everybody's always asking about it, and it gets lost in the. But it's just Ableton Saturator on the master. That's all it is. Everybody always wants to overthink. It's like some crazy. It's just like uh, my master chain, um, and the first thing on the master chain is just an Ableton Saturator, and I just crank it until it sounds good nice and everybody's like why does it sound like when i do it it's because your samples suck probably that's like really what it and i'm not even being rude it's just like if the 808 sounds bad when it distorts it's probably because the 808's not right for it i recognized one of your samples it was the time travel sample and it was in one of the songs in running as fast as you can i think it was like the first one where it's like it sounds like the plates going backwards do you get your sounds from like 
Where do you get your sounds from? Or if you don't want to spill the sauce, it's totally okay. No, I, you asked um, time travel sample from like a cartoon or something? It might have been. It was like off the first track um, on You're Running As Fast As I Can. Yeah. And it was, I'm, trying right. to, I'm trying to think of like, and I produced that one because it's like sometimes people ask me about like certain samples and songs and I didn't produce it and like I have no idea. Um, time travel Recognized it from Sound Bible, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Probably, yeah. I mean, I just like I'm I'm of uh, an era like I, I came up on SoundCloud, so um, I think all of us were just like swap, like we transferring and swapping sound packs with each other. So mm-hmm. it's probably the riser, which is like probably what you're. I have this riser that's like kind of mine, but it's a riser that I like took from. It's in one of my sample packs. And I like modified like something that I found in a sample pack and like, and I throw that and everything. It's probably what you're talking about. It's like this, like, yeah, it's probably on that song. But yeah, I just find my samples kind of anywhere. Um, I don't, it's not a good plug because I have a pack with them. I don't use splice or anything like that. I've really just been using the same 10 gigabytes of drum samples since like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a brand. And I don't even like, I don't even, I don't know. It's like I watch some producers have like really organized packs and lately I'll just like, command F in Ableton and just type snare and then just like scroll through all of them and just like see like just let God pick the sample for me basically. Well I love that. On that note I do want to add um, you went from originally selling sample packs on your website as we talked about to like Mm. you just mentioned having a collaborative sample pack with a Splice's moment label started by Umru. How did that how did that come about because that's such an interesting and intricate uh, Splice pack so I'm curious on how the sound design process Umer's a homie. Um, I mean, he's just like one of my closest friends and um, they started that. The moment is something that they do. Umru and, and um, uh, Cody run and they just like gather a lot of people in the scene to, to release packs with them and Splice is, has pretty generous terms and it was a nice advance and I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this seems fun. And I was just coming off of running and I hadn't done a new sample pack and I was like, yeah, this will be a fun way to do it. Um, I think they both have their advantages. Obviously, like my sample packs, um, I, there's like, I can get away with a little, like Splice has like, their contracts are very like, all of the sounds have to be 1000% yours. And if they're not, you can like get some legal hot water. So the Splice pack took quite a bit more time. Whereas like some of my packs will definitely have like some bits and pieces that are just like, oh, it's the kick from this pack that's been like, like you could source it back probably if you wanted to, but I think there are a lot of packs that way. That's also why they're just ten bucks. They're just like process sounds that I use, um, and they're just like I don't know. People still people enjoy those kits, and I'm glad they do. And I think that the spice kit's been going well. And, um, I've never been much of a sound designer. I, I, it's not my like strong suit, but I do like a I do like a punchy kick. So yeah, I'd say unintentionally, whether you like it or not, you have like you know, put yourself up as this pretty, you have like a definitive sound, a characteristic sound to yourself. So I feel like that's, I think, I think a lot of that is, is just like moving in And it's what I always tell people. I don't really believe in mixing in terms of like the perfect mix or like the right way to mix. I think you should just like make it how you want it to sound. And I think that's worked in my benefit of like, you know, people saying, Oh, you have an aesthetic or a sonic or this or that. And I think it's really just like, moving in that way of just like I just make it how I, I want it to sound and that's and some people hate it and some people really like it and 
I don't know. You know, I'm just gonna make it how it. Do you think that's something that you know a lot of people focus on too much that prohibits them creatively mixing? Definitely, or at least early on. Um, I think most of my contemporaries, none of us are really like when we were all first coming up on SoundCloud. There was a lot of chats where we'd be like, "What do you think of this mix? Like, what do you think of?" And my homie Benny um, Ake, who's produced quite a lot of my music, and is he he's like one of the only people I will send. Like, he got pretty. He, he might have been one of the only people who got like a full actual draft of running when I was mixing it because I was like, dude, I, what the f- do you think of this? Like, does it sound okay? Blah, blah, blah. But like back then when we were like making early music, we were all sending music to each other about like, what's the mix sound like? What does it sound like? And now if we're asking advice with each other, um, it's just like, how's the structure? How's the arrangement? How's the songwriting? What do you think? Like nobody really gives a about like the mix in in our contemporaries because we all know what we want it to sound like sort of sonically and like yeah sometimes it's like is this a little too harsh or is this a little sharp but like um i think early on people really do and it's it's good to have fundam- fundamentals like it's good to know like and i think it's 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 people ask about like my clipping and, and like oh how do you get it to sound like that because i have a really good understanding of like how frequencies interact and that's how you're gonna get because they're like oh how does the distortion sound so clean well because i know like okay i can push the bass here because there's like room to um, but it's not, I'm not EQ scanning. I'm not doing any like technicals. I don't know about, it. I don't, I just tweeted recently. I didn't mean it. I don't know what the fuck a luff is. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> just like cranking retweet, my shit. retweet. Yeah. Um, but it's just about like, it's, it's really about just using your ears and like, you know, um, trusting your own. Aesthetic. Yeah. I don't know. Mixing's mixing's important to a degree. And there's like certain tools. I think everybody, I, I use this app. I plug this every time I talk about mixing. I'm sure it still exists. There's this app on the app store called quiz tones. Um, I think you can get it on Android too. And it just like tests frequencies. And I used to do it. I got it on my phone and I used to do it on my phone speakers on my like iPod headphones and on my like mixing my studio headphones. And basically it'll just play a a single frequency and then you have to guess which one it is. And what it allowed me to do was not only help me recognize them, but also like hear what each frequency response sounded like on each device. Like the 2000 Hertz was really harsh on my iPod headphones. And I was like, oh, that's where all that like is coming from. Or like the 100 Hertz was the lowest bass tone my iPhone could go on. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and that's, that's probably like the most useful mixing tool that I ever used. And I recommend that to everybody. But like beyond that, just like, it's all about just like, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I'm not that good at it. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> I, do my, I just do my I love all the sauce. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, of course. I, yeah. I don't, I don't believe in like withholding sauce. I actually like, I'm, I'm very, I'm actually like maybe a little pretentious to people who I, I, this is, this is probably one of my craziest ones. I think if you withhold sauce, it means you're not that good at what you do. Cause, cause like, I don't believe, I believe I could give you my entire, like all of my samples, all of what's in my brain. You're still not going to make it sound like me. You're going to make it sound like you. And if you're worried about like, if, if, if you're worried that like you're what's separating you from the rest of the crowd is like a single 808 sample, you're not that good at what you do is what I believe, which is like, I know it's going to like, it's kind of a hot take maybe, but like, I don't know. I, I don't think there's, 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 I don't think there's enough, there's an amount of sauce that I could share that would ever like, I'm still going to make my own, like my music, how I'm going to make it. And you're going to make your music, how you're going to make it. And it's a very confident and down to earth take. But I also think what's cool is like the amount of, 
in sharing sauce in our scene, the amount of people who've taken techniques and ideas from each other and gone just the done the craziest shit with it. It's like, why would I ever want to withhold? Like if, if, if my clipping, if like the way that I clip, somebody can take it and go do this or that with it. Like why the fuck would I ever want to like stop that from happening? Mm-hmm. I just like art. I mean, I like people expressing themselves. I'm like, oh. You talked a lot about like SoundCloud and community development. I think that's so cool, especially in this generation of people who are sort of like going their own way, doing DIY, everything. You know what I mean? So how did the community play a role for you in music? I always joked, I, I, I didn't go to college and I always joked that like all my friends went to college and I went to SoundCloud. Um, yes. It's just like, it's yeah. just like, I mean, the community, the community is everything. It's so important to have people in your life who are on similar journeys as you are and can support you through it. And like, I mean, I'm so thankful even now, the amount of times I'll get on the phone with some of my artist friends and be like, I'm tripping, I'm bugging, like this got me stressed the fuck out. And they're like, me too. It's like, okay, cool. I'm not alone. Um, I really didn't. I you said you talked about sense putting cartoon sounds over the swearing. I'm, I just, I just I'm gonna have you sounding like Bugs Bunny by the end of this. Interview. Yeah, my fault. That's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Community is just a really important thing to have. I mean, I think everybody needs a support system. But I think music and art can be a pretty lonely endeavor um, on its own. I mean, a lot of it is because it's like when you're writing and producing, you are just in your own little world and bubble. Um, but I think it's really important to have people for like, like anything in your life. It's, it's good to have, you know, people who, who know your experience at least to a degree and can like share that with you. Um, the ups and downs and like, yeah, I, don't know. I think community is just like essential. For, for yeah, definitely. How y'all know each other. We went to SoundCloud together, you know? No, straight up, straight yeah. up. Somebody's uh-huh. asking about like. Your your other your non music friends. I was like, I don't have any non music friends. <laughs> right? Do you like have like a lot of internet friends that you've later met up with? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's like what we do. It's to a point that it's not even like. It was maybe weird the first time in like 2013. I don't even. It, it's but it's like I, I think with Zoom and like even the way that like we're all interacting. Like, I don't think it would be weird if we were in a room now, even though like we've never met, like I see y'all, I hear y'all like we're talking. So like, I don't think it would be. And that's a lot of like what the SoundCloud was, was really, like, we was all like Skyping and like, like I, I knew these people. So it's like when we link up in a room, um, I mean the boiler room show we did was crazy in LA cause the amount of crossovers that had happened at that show specifically of like people that I had met and spent time with, but had never all been in the same room together. And I was like, wait, y'all have never, that's, but it, there's no like moment of awkwardness or like shyness or like it's just like yeah it's just these are the people the only difference is now like everybody's aware of like how how like people's height i guess is like the only thing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah height's yeah. a big one yeah but yeah no i we, we we stay linking up with people people online i don't know i, I think it's like I, I don't think it's it maybe was weird when we first started doing it or like less common but i think it's like really standard at this point definitely like, I'll meet somebody on the internet, like a music homie, and we'll go crash at their couch the first time I meet them. Like, it's not weird. Like, they know they know me, I know them. Like, I don't know. It's just the homie. It just happens your... that they live. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what did you say? That's okay. How was your performance at um, Boiler Room? It looks really high energy. Oh, insane. Yeah, insane. that's crazy. Probably the best show of my life so far. It looks my laptop like... crashed during the show, too, which was crazy. I was going to say, it looks like a JPEG Mafia music video, <laughs> like the footage. It was, it was live. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, 
was a, like like Lala. It was just a dream. I don't know. What I, feel, do you mean I just feel really grateful. Your laptop crashed. Was the crowd like, or was it was so it was it was, but I had um, the homie Shalik who was throwing the next show we did in L.A. that next week was there, and he's in comedy and entertainment, and he saved my ass. So the laptop crashed during Problem. Um, it, it crashed in a good spot because I was able to like go acapella and finish my verse, and it didn't sound unnatural. But then there was like this moment where it's like. I'm in front of like the one of the biggest crowds I've ever played in front of, and my laptop has just completely <laughs> stopped working. And I, I like said something in a microphone, and Shalik just grabs another microphone and just starts like a chant with the crowd, which gives nice. me enough time to like figure out what the because there's this part of me is like, do I just stop? And I was like, no. I was like, I guess I just restart the and like, and Shalik starts this chant, gives me a second to get my like together. I reboot the computer and as this chant's going, I start like freestyling over the chant, which is crazy because I used to freestyle a lot in high school, but I am not that good at it anymore. But I had the Holy Ghost in me and I was like actually making sense and like <laughs> rapping. And um, it was to a point that like, from what I understood, there was a lot of the crowd that didn't even know that. Like they thought it was just like part of the set. That's great. Yeah, you saved the show. Yeah, it was crazy. No, Shalik saved the show for real. I owe him a lot for that moment that yeah, that's crazy. if he didn't start that because if he didn't start that chant i don't think i would have had a moment to have like because i it's 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 crazy you up in front of a crowd like that and you're it's off and you're like what the do i just stop mm -hmm. like what do i do and it's like no you restart and you get your back up and you just try to keep it pushing can you compare that uh that boiler performance to the uh, performance you did underneath the bridge i really want to know the story about that the uh, under the bridge would i or did i could you how I, I mean yeah. just in terms of just in terms of like your fan base and how they responded to like the surrounding area and stuff like that i love doing weird shows like i hope i never like i hope i can always like do under like a bridge or like like we just we just um we're working on like a little run of shows um for uh for the the spring and i just got a, a venue in boston that's just like a basement and it's so like it's like i love that um and yeah, so the Portland show was like, it was definitely like a, a smaller crowd, but the energy was crazy. And um, I wish we had a subwoofer, but that's, you know, sort of neither here nor there. The show was great. The energy was um, wonderful. And just to be able to like, I don't know, I feel like a little goblin in the woods a lot. So it's like, a, <laughs> really, it's like, like you, I don't know, it's just like sick to just be under a f <laughs> It's like, this just hard. <laughs> like, I love that energy. Yeah. I was just going to say, most of your stuff's, like, in the woods. Like, do you have, like, a deep connection with nature, all this botany stuff, you know? Yeah, I think, I think, the earth, I'm going to be on my hippie but I think, like, I think the earth is heaven, and I think we, like, wrecked it. And, like, I think there's just, like, so much, like, beauty and power. And, like, I think I would go insane without nature. And, in fact, they, like, they keep cutting down woods around here, and, like, every time they do it, I get, like, it makes me go insane. Um and like literally, like they cut down some woods um, where I shot like a lot of the music videos, um, the woods that are the backdrop of the flowers cover. Um, it's where I shot the Mamba 500 video. And I came back from being on the road in the fall and the woods, they were gone. And I like, this is going to sound dramatic, as but I like fell to my knees and I like cried. I was right. like, it sucked. Um, but I, I, I adore the, the, just the natural world. And I think that there's like a lot of ways that like, human beings have found themselves like pent up and miserable that I think if they just like went outside and like could really see what like the natural world is, I think it would change. Like I watched a moonrise the other week 
like a couple days after the full moon that came over the marsh that was like and it, it, it's usually this way um with like a low because when the moon comes up and it's it's passing low on the atmosphere the way the, the light like refracts on the lower atmosphere the moon is usually like red or orange but it was just like so f gorgeous and it came up in like 30 minutes and it was just like breath it looked like a sunrise and I was like one of two people out there watching it and I was like the whole neighborhood should be out here like in this right now yeah but um yeah I, I don't know it's just I love it no, I'm actually definitely. wearing my online ceramics t-shirt today. It's what is it? Um, the earth isn't dying. It's being killed. Yeah. I the love that. Killing it have names and addresses. Dude, you are an absolute amazing conversationalist. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking oh, yeah. the time to be on our deep, dark tunnel, you know, exploring through getting lost. I'm like, just an Aries. So I just be talking for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the horoscopes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, uh, where can the people find you on uh, social media and streaming services? Uh, at Willie Crooks on Twitter and Instagram, and then William Crooks on Spotify and YouTube. I think. Go um, give him a follow. Give him a listen. Type, give type him my name on the internet, and it'll it'll be out there. Won't exactly. ever stop trying. Dot com is the website. Everybody, go peep that awesome HTML, JavaScript, CSS website. Two thousand, so good. Mm -hmm. We're bringing back Web point five. Web point five is on its way. <laughs> web Web zero, baby. Web zero, exactly. I'm actually gonna invest in some carrier pigeons after this interview. So you should. Gonna, yeah. gonna take it back old school. I'm gonna cool. watch your entire boiler room performance. It's not recorded, unfortunately. I was the I last was, set before they recorded it. Yeah, I was. I was very upset about that because I was looking forward to watching it. Alas, I find out through Twitter. We uh, have we have a little footage. Um, the the clips that I released are like I have a little more footage, and I haven't decided. They still haven't even dropped that whole show yet, so I don't really know. Um, but I may or may not release. I have like ten minutes. Um, the homie Dylan shot like ten minutes of the boiler room footage and the ten minutes like the LA show, and I haven't decided whether or not I may like just release like a. 15 minute cut of those performances kind of put together mm -hmm. um i was sad though nobody as far as i can tell got the the laptop crash in full so it's just like a moment for yeah i guess if you were there you were there but just yes, do yes. boiler room again oh yeah of course yeah someday i'll hit them up and then do the laptop crash but this time it'll be planned i actually like i for real like think i might be incorporating some sort of like similar it was just like a, the energy was really cool. And I was like, if I, if, I, if I can recreate that, even if it's like rehearsed, I think I will. A theatrical yes. malfunction, if you will. Glitchy sound effect. And then, whoa, what was that? Well, thank you so much for crawling in the tunnel with us. Don't get lost on the way out. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, y'all. Life. You never really know it unless you know it This feel like everything is free Only if you got your bills right To paint a perfect picture Violence bleeding out the still life